May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and redeemer. Amen. Let's be seated. In like um, an hour, I'm going to be preaching at We Worship. Uh, we Worship is our service for toddlers, like two and three-year-olds. And the more that I do it, the more I realize that it's really hard not to preach to five and six-year-olds, but to three and four-year-olds, two, three, and four-year-olds. And um, I'm going to preach on the Colossians passage, which is just so cool. Um, I'm going to leave out the circumcision bit. <laughs> it's weird that we talk about that in church, but we do all the time. Um, just the first sentence, really. Now in Christ dwells the whole fullness of divinity. Oh, in the second. Well, actually, I'm not going to talk about this, but I want to talk about it with you. When you were halfway through, when you were buried with Christ in baptism, you were also raised with Christ through faith in the power of God. A couple striking things to me about this is, um, you know, uh, the like. I've got a 12-year-old son, so we like watch all the Marvel movies, and um, it's really interesting how pervasive talk about uh, God is in our culture, the kind of images that still get produced in mass media. Um, uh, I think like in the 70s and 80s, there was this thought that like we were getting rid of God and the idea of gods, but like still in popular imagination, the gods are among us, you know? And what Paul does here is try to get us to reimagine just as important it was 2,000 years ago, it is for us to reimagine what the full wholeness, the full, the whole, <laughs> the whole fullness of divinity, the whole fullness of divinity. Uh, in some ways, this was not exactly an idea that Jesus had. Uh, Jesus saw himself as one with God. But in Colossians, we get like a richer, fuller, a more developed idea about the intertwining of Jesus with God, the whole fullness, the full wholeness of divinity. Um, sadly, I, I, I don't think that the medieval church was very convicted by this passage. Oftentimes, the images of Christ is just the normal type of king, reigning over the land, uh, ruling in power, with strength, force, money. But the type of king that Jesus means to be inverts that picture. So in We Worship, I'm going to ask them for, you know, like images of king, and I've got to I've got a crown. I'm going to dress one of, one of the kids up with what, you know, they'd say, like a crown, and I even got a, like a plastic sword and like a robe, you know? That's like the image. Um, and I mean, I'm actually expecting one of them to say something like Thor, and I don't have that costume. Oh, that would have been a good idea. Uh, but anyway, so we have these images of what it means to be a uh, king. Uh, but in Philippians, Paul gives us a radically different image. Uh, Jesus, though having the same power of God, humbled himself, taking the form of a flesh. The power of God for us 
as Christians is in the power of Jesus seeing the least of these, the marginalized, as fully within our community, the ones who should be at the heart of our community. Power for Jesus is not about military strength or the, the normal trappings of what it means to be a king. Power for Jesus is literally in the image of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Okay, so that's the first big reversal. The other, the other second really interesting reversal from my perspective is when you were buried with Christ in baptism, you were also raised. I don't know why that, uh, I don't remember ever hearing that before. Um, to think about baptism as resurrection, baptism as resurrection, I don't know, that image um, feels new to me and wonderful because it, um, it also inverts our sense of what our community is. I grew up thinking with a child's brain that it's like, we've got to earn it, we've got to demonstrate um, our, our, our own fullness, our own worthiness. But here the image is that when you are baptized, you're like fully in. You're fully in. Um, you are resurrected into new life. Also, if we think about resurrection as like the thing that happens after you die, but for Paul, our resurrected life, eternal life, starts when we're baptized into this community. We're going to do baptisms next week. Uh, we have three new people that are, bringing, that are going to be brought into this community. We're going to ask simple things of them and us and our support of them. Will you treat each person with dignity? Will you resist evil? Will you continue in the teachings of Jesus? When we are baptized, we are resurrected. This new community of Christians is based and centered around a king of poverty and a community whose arms never stop expanding to include all of us. Amen.